unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. There's something so divine about the Lord's timing. Like it has been proven enough times in my life. Um, Cause if you had told me 16 year old me, right. That I would be a member of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints one day, I would have laughed in your face. I would have been like, absolutely not. Um, but I think it was cause I was already on that path and it was just the moment presented itself. And I was led to take it that it was a lot easier for me to make that decision. What's up, everybody? We are Saints, and we're unscripted. My name is Jackson. This is Caitlin, and we have an amazing guest, Lauren. Lauren, Yay. we got to talking before. She is from the great city of New York. But Lauren, we are so grateful to have you here. So grateful to talk about your story. Um, we'd love to hear a little bit of background. You know, obviously from New York, but there's much more to you than that. Um, yeah. Love to hear from you. Okay, great. So I'm from the borough of Queens. Um, I was raised Catholic, so I went to Catholic school till about eighth grade, and um, my parents were super practicing. And then around high school, I went to a public high school in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, and um, I just wasn't as practicing anymore in the Catholic faith. So that's kind of where I come from. I moved out to Utah about two years ago, in June 2021. Um, didn't know anyone out here except for like two return missionaries. Nice. And, oh, right on. Um, I just felt like it was the right thing to do after I graduated college because I wanted something different from city life. And it turned out to be one of the best decisions I've ever made yeah. for myself. So, uh, so well, we're so, so glad you're here in Utah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad to be here. It's been crazy, but so good for my growth, I think. So yeah. for, for Utah, you just decided like, hey, I want something not big city, not yep. just, you're just like going out west. Did you, what, you throw a dart on the map? How'd you get Utah? No, so I am a convert to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I converted back in 2018. And so the way that came about was, um, as I mentioned in high school, I had stopped going to church. I wasn't really identifying as Catholic anymore. Mm -hmm. And my parents were kind of the type of Catholics that go to church on like Christmas and Easter, as a lot of Catholics are. Mm -hmm. um, and it was in my sophomore year of college that I wanted to strengthen my relationship with God because all throughout my teenage years, I claimed that I believed in God and I claimed that I believed that Christ was the son of God, but I wasn't doing anything to kind of show that I believed that. It's not that I was living anti those values. Mm -hmm. Like I was a really good kid. I got good grades. I was well-behaved. It's just, I wasn't doing anything extra to show. It wasn't very proactive. That. Exactly. Like no prayers, no scripture study or anything like okay. that. Um, so sophomore year of college, I was cleaning out my room and I found this children's Bible in my room and I thought the artwork was pretty. So I read it and I remembered all these stories from when I was in Catholic school that I learned about. Um, and that led to me wanting to read the full version of the Bible. So I read the New International Version, not all the way through. At the time, the Old Testament <laughs> scared me a little bit, but as it does many, it still does for me. Yes. Um, but I read, I read as much as I could, and that led to me praying daily, and that led to me wanting to find a community of believers that I could ask questions and um, just feel like I had people around me who supported what I was trying to grow in. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to Catholic church for a little bit, and then I went to a non-denominational Christian church for a little bit, which was so fun. Um, and then I studied different types of Christianity. So I looked at like Eastern Orthodox and Presbyterian and Lutheran and just anything that was in my local neighborhood. And it being New York, it was pretty diverse yeah. what religions were offered. Mm -hmm. um, and then, 
I had heard about the LDS church, not in like great detail or anything. And I'd seen missionaries in my neighborhood all growing up and they never once stopped me. They stopped every member of my family, but never spoke to me. Um, They gave me hot chocolate once, which was super nice, but they didn't like stick around to talk to me. So, um, but I, I saw these two missionaries on the bus and I went up to them and they said, Hey, are you guys Mormon? And they said, yeah. And I was like, cool. Uh, could I get your book? And so they gave me my first copy of the book. Yeah, well, give me your book. <laughs> what do you mean your book? You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know like how to ask for it. And I felt super awkward about it. I actually sat on the bus for like five minutes so anxious being like should i go talk to them should i not and then when i went to them i actually made them miss their stop on the bus so oh, hey, that, they didn't care that's made the, their day yeah. so i found out later how rare that was that people don't usually approach the missionaries which i i wouldn't have guessed but uh they gave me my first copy of the book of mormon i went home i started reading it it was my first formal meeting with the missionaries that i decided two months later i would be baptized and i was wow sorry wow that's amazing so like what what was the moment when you were like, hey, this this is something that's true and real to me? To be honest with you, from the minute I started reading it. Seriously? Yeah, from like the first few words. Like, because it's one of those things where it's just, I was such in the groove of what I was studying and I wanted to deepen my connection to Heavenly Father as much as I possibly could, where from the minute I opened it and started reading it, it just felt right. Like it was not necessarily continuation, but an add-on, an enhancement of what I had been reading in the Bible. And then once Christ started being mentioned, that confirmed it more for me. I just want to go back to, as you said, your first official meeting with the missionaries after, you know, mm-hmm. you, you saw the guys in the bus. Were, were the same guys you saw on the bus, were the same ones who taught you, or they referred no, you to the No, they referred me to the YSA missionaries. Okay, YSA, oh, great. Um, and once you went the first time meeting with them, they invited you to be baptized, you mm-hmm. said, and, and you accepted. Yes. And so why, why did you accept that first invitation? I'm going to be honest with you, and maybe this isn't the answer you're expecting. Um, I used to live in delusional optimism, which is like this, just this idea that like the best is going to work out regardless. So I might as well try it if I feel good about it in the moment. I, I think meeting the missionaries for the first time, uh, first of all, I just had this feeling of like, this feels right and this feels safe. And those were two things I couldn't deny. Um, and and the only thing we talked about in our first meeting was they asked me, do you know who Joseph Smith was? And me being somebody who obviously did my research beforehand was like, Joseph Smith, born da-da-da-da-da, lived in da Like, I wanted yeah, to like, kind of impress them, right? Yeah, so, like, oh. yeah, and I think that's why they invited me so quickly to be baptized. <laughs> I, I don't know. There was just something so... There was, there was this pull of, like, I needed to go further with this. And when I agreed to be baptized, I didn't feel any sort of, like no, don't do that. That's scary. That's like anxiety inducing. And usually I will feel feel something like that Mm -hmm. if I'm going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. But for this, it just felt like very calming. Almost relieving. Yeah. And I I didn't realize that in the moment how big of a lifestyle shift it would be. That actually came later. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I knew that this was what I wanted. So, you know, I just decided to go for it. So would you say it's like the spiritual groove you're in, you're you're just on a on a path of getting closer to God. That's that's your objective, right? Your mm-hmm. I want to deepen my relationship with the Lord. It, had you just received a book more before, maybe you would have been interested. Do you think you wouldn't have been open to his receiving it or going deeper into it had you not already been kind of on that oh, path? Oh, absolutely. 
so there's something so divine about the Lord's timing. Like it has been proven enough times in my life. Um, Cause if you had told me 16 year old me, right. That I would be a member of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints one day, I would have laughed in your face. I would have been like, absolutely not. Um, but I think it was cause I was already on that path and it was just the moment presented itself. And I was led to take it that it was a lot easier for me to make that decision. With that being said though, I don't think I had any like grand aha moment mm -hmm. when I was initially studying before I was baptized. I think for anybody in this church, convert or not, conversion is ongoing. Mm -hmm. As you totally. get older and you have more life experiences and more trials, right? So I would say I'm a lot more devout now than I was when I first got baptized and I understand a lot more, but I still have questions. Mm -hmm. Like every year just trying to figure out things and understand it more. So, mm -hmm. um, but I definitely think I was in the right headspace for that point in time. Yeah. It's amazing how the Lord prepares us, you know? Yes. And, and you said, you know, you grew up Catholic, your parents, how old were you at the time when you, when you joined the church? I was 19. You were 19. Okay. So what did your parents think of, of all of this, your family? I don't quite remember telling my parents that I was getting baptized or that I got baptized. Um, and it wasn't a thing where I was like hiding it from them. It's just that at a certain point, my parents gave me a lot of freedom where I would just, I would go out. And as long as I came home and I stayed in contact with them, they didn't worry about where I was. They trusted me because I would go to work and I would go to school. And that was pretty much it. So you're still living at home. Yes. At I was still living at home at this time. Um, and I, so I would just, you know, on Sundays I would go to church and I would come back. And when they asked me if I was going out, I said, I'm going to church. They didn't know what church they didn't really ask. It did, I don't know. They just trusted that I would come home and things would be fine. So I don't think it was like till two years into it that I kind of was like, you, do you guys know that I'm a member of this church? Um, <laughs> Jaw-dropping moment for them. Yeah. <laughs> My mom is a practicing Catholic now, and she went with me to a sacrament meeting because she was coming it from the coming to it from the perspective of, I just want to make sure my daughter is safe. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. she believed what most people in New York believe, mm -hmm. which is that it's a cult. That's okay. what I believed. And the musical does not help with that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, she went with me to a sacrament meeting. She's like, okay, this isn't for me. I know what I believe for my faith, but I can see that you're safe. I can see how you feel about it. And I'm going to respect that. So um, I was really thankful for that. And my dad, um, to this day, I actually don't know how he feels about it, but I know that he respects it and he respects my beliefs. At least I think so. I went to New York recently a few weeks ago and he goes, so like, how Mormon are you? <laughs> I didn't quite know how to answer. I just kind of explained some of what we believe. And sometimes he likes to like, pull my leg about it in a joking way. Um, but I know that deep down he respects it because that's he hasn't cool. done or said anything to like really make me feel bad about it. So oh, thanks cool. dad. That's, <laughs> no, that's, that's really sweet that you still are able to maintain a good relationship with your parents. You know, many people have had the experience if they've left the church or if they've joined the church um, where they have cut ties with their family completely. Right. And that's, that's really difficult. So I, that's a very huge blessing that you're able to maintain contact with them I know, and, and talk to is. them and go back home. And yeah, so that's awesome. And how sweet of your mother to go to a sacrament meeting with you. What the I heck? I know, <laughs> I know. That was so kind of her to do. Um, my grandma also did my grandma on um, my dad's mom. She actually passed away recently. And I think, I think that's, that's kind of where the bigger questions come into play, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it was really difficult when that happened for a number of reasons, but mostly because we had um, a Catholic funeral for her, mm -hmm. um, which I respect because she was Catholic mm -hmm. and my father's Catholic, but 
it, it's hard when you have this very different understanding of what happens after death than your mm -hmm. parents, you know, because you do your best to comfort them and be there for them, but your, your understanding is so different. I almost felt like I was more okay with it, as okay as someone can be yeah. losing someone they love, because I know what the next steps are. Yeah, you know? the mourning process is different. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. so, that yeah. no, that's super interesting. Did you ever like tell them, or I don't know, kind of talk about your beliefs in, in that setting? I feel like with um, introducing people to what I believe, you have to meet them where they're at. And I, I really felt like the missionaries had to do that with me too. They had to meet me where I was at and not put too much on me all at once. Like for my dad, I don't know if he will ever convert to this church. I couldn't tell you. I would guess no. But what I will say is that whenever I hear a conference talk or I read something that I think would resonate with him or that resonates with me about the way he raised me, I will send that to him because um, there was a talk in this recent general conference that was about um, how parents have this very eternal sacred love for their children and how when they raise children you know christ is on their side and so i sent him that talk just as a way of like saying thank you for the way you raised me because i am the way i am because of you and that's mm -hmm. wonderful um and and he really enjoyed the talk and he received it very well so you know that's not going to make him want to join the church overnight and my my intention is not even to share these things to get him to join my intention is to just use my faith in a way where I'm showing him how much I love him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's super important to talk about. I'm glad we're talking about this because yeah. I mean, we have a lot of audience members who are currently investigating the church or who are recently you know, baptized and, right. and are navigating these uh, multi-faith, you know, family situations. Yeah. And so, and, and definitely like it can, like our, our religion especially just seems so, Odd, you know, when right. we just put it all out yes. there. Yes. You know, and I and I love that you're trying to be, you know, relatable with your parents and showing like them the good sides of just, you know, this is part of me and this is this religion that I love. And that's right. really cool. And I think when I first got baptized, a lot of people were so excited for me in the church that they were like, now you need your patriarchal blessing and go to the temple and who like, convert your parents. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm I'm still, you know, getting my bearings. Let's let's calm down a bit. Yes. And so just meet people where they're at and, and have compassion for yourself as you're studying, if you're someone who's investigating, because you will have questions and you will have things that make you have doubts because it's it's a scary thing to change your entire lifestyle and to change everything you believed up to this point in time and to to really self-evaluate and be like, is the way I'm living going to lead to my personal fulfillment? Is it going to help me to be the best person I can be so that I can help people around me to be the best version of themselves? It's really scary to do that kind of like inner work. Mm -hmm. um, and especially when you're just learning about a new faith. Mm -hmm. So just just have a lot of compassion and patience with yourself. And when people around you are really excited for you, want you to do all these things, just see it for what it is. They're just excited for you. And it's a way of them expressing love, even though it's not what you need to do right at this point in time. Okay. So you, before you talked about how, before you accepted baptism, you're like, Oh, I didn't realize how many changes I would be making. Mm -hmm. You also talked about kind of how conversion process is also gradual. Yes. So as you were kind of getting deeper into your faith with the, the LDS church, what things did you hold on to that really were, were the core of, of your testimony, I guess we would say, of what kept you going through? Throughout most of my life, I've been someone who's been very concerned with doing the right thing. 
if I didn't do the right thing or if I made a mistake, like maybe I told a white lie, right? Or maybe I hurt somebody without having the intention of doing so, um, I would feel really bad about it and I'd feel really guilty. And in the Catholic church, they teach a lot that, you know, when you sin, you would go and talk to a priest and then the priest would tell you to go and do something to kind of, I don't know if it's to make up for that sin, but like as a way to, to um, start your repentance process, essentially. Okay. And so it would be to say a few Hail Marys or go say the Lord's Prayer a certain number of times or, or some other bit of advice they would give. And that was always very helpful. Um, what I found in this church that is quite different from that, and I'll never forget it, um, my bishop had told me, well, what are you going to do after making this mistake to like um, continue on your journey of faith? And I told him, I'm going to make sure that I have a long enough period of time where I'm consistently standing firm in my faith and doing this thing and this thing and this thing. And he goes, mm -hmm. that is so Catholic of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> and he explained to me, he was like, Lauren, you can't do anything to make up for any mistake you've ever made ever. You can't do anything to make up for any sin that you've done ever. And he's like, and I know that might sound harsh, but the point of it is that that has already been done for you. Jesus Christ's atonement makes up for all those mistakes you are going to make throughout your life. Your job is to just come with a heavy heart and give that heavy heart to him. And and be honest in your repentance and be sincere and be genuine and seek to improve yourself because you know that the commandments were created not to prevent you from doing certain things, but to bring you the most personal fulfillment you could ever have in this life. And having that understanding of why Jesus Christ went on the cross for me and for everyone else gave me this totally different view of how I live my life. It gave me this different view of when I make a mistake, that I'm not this guilty, sinful person who should feel awful, but rather like everything's a growing experience, one, right? There's a way to learn from it. Two, if I'm doing my part in the repentance process of coming to him and giving him my heart, then he will turn anything around for me to make it work for my personal fulfillment as long as I do my part. Um, and that has kind of stuck with me because it feels like less pressure now to be perfect because I can't be and more just I want to do my part because he did his part for me. And there's no greater feeling of love than that. So, Amen. Amen to that. Ah, hallelujah. All right, Lauren, we'd love to hear about anything that you're doing. You have any any places that people can go to find you yeah, or anything that you're doing for, for content? For sure, for sure. So I have a YouTube channel that's under my name, Lauren Cassidy, where I make music and I talk about mental health and emotional health. I'm actually working on this concept album that tells the story of this teenager going through a lot of really hard uh, struggles and how um, she copes with it in, in unhealthy ways and healthy ways. So it's kind of like growing pains it's and like learning Pink about Floyd's that. The Wall. Yeah. Um, and each music video is like an episode of the story and it's that really is Pink cool. Floyd's the Wall. Yes, there you go. <laughs> That's um, amazing. You should, you should check it out. Um, I'm also on TikTok and Instagram under Lady Lauren Cassidy. And people sometimes forget like the social aspect of social media. So please DM me if you want to talk. I would <laughs> love to talk to you. Um, and if you have any questions about the content content I make, I love talking about mental health and just improving yourself slowly and with compassion. Let's so. go. That's yeah. fantastic. Yes. I've seen Lauren live before. I even knew it. Oh, he did. He's I saw her concert. in concert in uh, early 2023. <laughs> It was good. I enjoyed it very much. Thank and you. So yeah, Appreciate go that. check out Lauren. We'll keep people links down in the 
what's it called? The description. Keep the links in the description. Um, go check her out, guys. If you like the video, hit that button. If you want to see more, hit that button. It's called the subscribe button. That's how you say it. Subscribe. Yes. Uh -huh. And we'll see you later. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.